This is a Project Humanoid production. Whammo. Project Humanoid, this is Murder My Dude. I'm BP Burke. Oh, yeah. Uh, today I'm Jackson Wills. Oh, okay. I, I, was, I was waiting for I wasn't something. sure if you weren't sure who you were. No, I knew who I was. Okay. I was just waiting for, like, I felt like there was something missing in the intro for, like, the introduction. Well, there wasn't an introduction. Are you just mean that from Project Humanoid? No, that, no, 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 no. You saying, oh. like, I'm BP Burke. I For some reason, I just, ex- like, I'm like. I'm BP Burke the first. I'm going to start doing that. From now on. Please don't do that. I won't. No, I, I don't like it now yeah. that I've heard it. Yeah, I hate it actually. Yeah, I despise it. I'm Jackson Wells the first. I'm BP Burke, and today we are uh, Jackson we're, Wells. <laughs> we're not. We are not Jackson Wells. You uh, are Jackson Wells is not a collective. Oh, by the way, Black Lives Matter and fuck Donald Trump. Oh, okay. We're back on that again. Should we not be? No, but I, I believe that's important to say all the time. Okay. Every day. Uh, every day. We should say it every day. Hey, listen. Uh, so this is murder, my dude. This is where we talk about murder, my dude. Um, and uh, we we cover a different topic every week. We have a little fun. We banter a lot. Sometimes, we, you know, we just we go down different rabbit holes. We, you know, whatever. Uh, we play. Well, first, we, we start off by bantering. Then we do this week in murder. This week in murder. Then we uh, we have our breaks, you know. Uh, we get into the main story. This week we're talking about uh, uh, how do you say his name? Andrew Kunanen. What? Kunanen or Kunanen? Kunanen, I believe. Kunanen. Did you just say Kunanen? Kunanen, Should we respect his name? No, but I'd rather get it right. Right. Just because it makes you want to be accurate. I want to be yes. I want to be accurate. The thing is, now I I feel like. It's such a weird thing because when we start to like, we're like, fuck this guy, you know, right. like, like, fuck this guy. But then, but well, then, spoilers, he's the killer. Now, nobody ever knew that. But this now it's like, with, I'm, I'm talking about the name. Let's talk about respecting the name. Right. Like, we can say, now, oh, fuck that name. But then you're going to start disrespecting other people who have that name. Yeah, I believe it is Kunan. Yeah. We can't, we can't hate everybody just because of what this guy did. Right. Uh, Kunan. And then it's uh, Gianni Versace, or is it Johnny? Gianni. I always said Gianni. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Gianni. I always said Gianni Versace. That's how I said it. I say Versace. Versace. Gianni Versace. Johnny Versace. John Versace is what I'm gonna call. Him. Hello, it's it's John Versace. John mm-hmm. Versus. Right. Well, anyway. Uh, so, how was your week? Uh, it was a week. Good. Watch uh, NXT Takeover. It's wrestling. It's wrestling. Mm-hmm. I. Uh, it was uh, nah, nothing really spectacular. Obviously, keeping abreast of the the news, we've been talking about the sexy. whole thing. For, it's sexy. I mean, uh, the big update from last because uh, we're not going to get too too deep. I don't think unless it kind of goes off on the side tangent thing on the the whole George Floyd thing or anything like that. Yeah. Uh we didn't. We like this was happening as I think we were recording or maybe shortly after last week. But the other three officers were charged with aiding and abetting murder. 
and the the officer that actually kneeled knelt on George Floyd's neck. Um, I forget his name now. Derek Chauvin, I think is his name. Chauvin, uh, whatever his name is. He his charge was upgraded from third degree murder to second degree murder. Uh, Breonna Taylor's. Uh, we 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 covered that when that was the EMT in Louisville that got shot and people right. were doing the no knock ward. Uh, there's a big push for the police involved in that to be arrested now. I think today would have been her birthday. I think she would have been 28 today. Or maybe it was yesterday. It was one of the things. When, when was she killed? Uh, about a month ago. We, we co- actually covered it on the show around the time it happened. We covered that. Yeah. She she was the one where she's an EMT in Louisville. Yeah. And she had once dated a guy who was suspected of being a drug dealer. And I guess he lived at her house for a little bit. And she wasn't with him anymore. She was this other with this other guy. She had no criminal record or anything like that. Neither did her boyfriend. They were, they were living together. Uh, but because this suspected drug dealer who was already in custody apparently had mail sent there and they thought it might have been drugs, they executed a no-knock warrant in the middle of the night. And her boyfriend, being a legal gun owner, heard somebody breaking into the house. It was the cops with a no-knock warrant. They didn't yell police or anything like that. He's like, okay, somebody's breaking into my house. Let me get my gun. He took a shot. He hit a cop in the leg. The cops just rained fire on them mm. and uh, he didn't get hit but brianna taylor who was sleeping got hit uh eight times and was killed <laughs> and if there was no laughing at her getting killed laughing at how disgusting police if there are. was ever a case for the second amendment people to get behind the police state people to get behind the people who aren't going to give a shit about this case because brianna taylor's a black woman to get behind mm-hmm. this would be the case yep. and they're being awfully quiet i wonder why they're being awfully quiet I wonder why I think I already said why. Let's just say it again. Uh, because Brianna Taylor is a black woman, yeah. and they they think white people Se- shit on guns. Look, if you look Second up your history, Amen- Second Amendment people are racist. If the, you, the majority of if them. you look up your history, there there are some people who are no, about no, it for everyone. I said the majority. Yeah, the majority, exactly. Because uh, uh, if you look up the history of it, the NRA actually, when the Black Panthers and and a lot of groups like that were like, yeah, let's arm ourselves. The NRA, like, started, whoa, 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 whoa. The NRA started fighting for gun control. Yeah. The NRA. The NRA. Right. <laughs> Listen, this is a hard pill to swallow. White people with guns uh, guns do not want black people with guns. They don't want black people to have the same rights. They do not want them to have equal rights. They do not Most see the, white people with guns, like you said. They don't see you as equal, black people, if you're, if you're listening. Uh, they don't see you as equal. They, they never have and never will. It's the, it's the majority of those type of people. It's that white Christian fucking God and guns. Yeah. yeah, conservative. Like, they might go, I have a friend that's black. But, but what does that mean? Like, okay. And Hitler had black fucking troops. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, did you see the uh, the big, the, one of the big cases over this past week? He did. Week? He, had, he had black, he had African troops. Right. It's a thing. Uh, one of the big cases this week that, that, that got a whole big thing was the police in buffalo that pushed down the 75 year old man <laughs> did you see what trump said about that yeah that he might have been like a uh antifa rabble yeah, he said, and, and he said he he fell harder than he was pushed he said that he's fucking 75 he fell harder than he was pushed i try to ignore what that man says he fell harder than he was pushed. harder think about this he fell harder then he was pushed. Right. If I took a newborn baby mm-hmm. and I poked that baby in the head, just a light poke, 
Guess what's going to happen with that baby? It will suffer severe brain damage or death. It will fucking fall and smack its fucking head. Oh, okay, yeah. If I poke that baby in the head, and not even all that hard, mm-hmm. that baby, guess what, is going to fall harder than it was pushed. Yes, absolutely. It's called gravity. Somebody please. Well, gravity is just a theory. I, I, the Republicans <sighs> love that. It's just a theory. So maybe that's the new thing. Gravity is just. Hey, a guess theory. what? There's no God. I, I'm back on this. There's no because I'm tired of hearing it from people. Like you have no idea on, on this fucking Meet Me app how many people start talking to me about ghosts and shit. And there's this one girl. She's so nice. She's really cool. I love her, but she just goes on about ghosts, mm-hmm. about like how she can't find something. She's like, I'm telling you, there's a fucking ghost. And she's like, cause she's literally, she literally believes this stuff. Right. Literally believes because she misplaced something. A ghost took it? That a ghost took it. Okay. Wow. There's some kind of mental illness here. Yeah. There, there's, it's, it's in a lot of places. That's, that's bonkers, dude. Yeah. That's bonkers. We're not playing with a full fucking deck now. If you're going to tell me you, you know, like if you really fucking believe that a fucking ghost moved your shit. Right. No, but the reason I brought up the Buffalo thing. There goes that friendship. Sorry. Is, uh, there goes that listener. Uh, the reason I brought up that Buffalo thing is because after that happened, they were on that, forget the name, the exact thing they were on. It's called like the something response squad. Yeah, those two cops were suspended, and then they were later arrested. Even even before they got arrested, when they got suspended, the two two cops who pushed the older guy, the seventy five year old man, when they got suspended, the other seventy, I think it was seventy two, seventy three, seventy some odd cops that were on that team resigned from that team. They didn't quit their jobs; they just left that team, and they said that those guys were just following orders. That's their defense. And you brought up Nazis. We were just following orders is known as the Nuremberg defense, because that's how a lot of Nazis that were gassing Jews and doing all these horrible things defended what they did. They said well, we were just I, but, taking but, orders. But I'm I'm going to agree with, yeah, there's a lot of them that did do that. Yes. If you're, if you, you right now, mm-hmm. if, if fucking you get your, you become a, a soldier, right. right? And they tell you to fucking gas people. What are you going to do? That's tough. Like you're in that position. You're like, I I would go to the brig. I think I would go to the brig. I think I would. They say, okay, if you don't do it, I'm killing you and your fucking family. You have a wife and kids. You kill those people. It's a lot harder. You kill those people or I kill you and your family. I kill your kids. Your wife and kids are dead. You kill these people. You gas these people or your kids get it. Which one do you choose? That's hard. Which one do you choose? I would probably do it. I would probably kill the people. You'd probably kill the people. Exactly. And I think that that's what it was for a lot of those Nazis. That's why I don't think that you should charge like we, we had this conversation before. I don't think there's a guy that's 90 years old that's just sitting as a fucking rocker like, you know, since the night, you know, the 19 fucking 40s or, you know, whatever. This guy's 100 years old and he's sitting there since the 1940s. Like, what the fuck? Like, what kind of life did I live? Right. But uh, moving away from the Nazis and back onto the cops, yeah. a lot of cities I, are. I mean, now- no, no, you mean that's that's redundant. Dude. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, moving it back to uh, modern American policing, a lot of cities now are implementing measures where it becomes a against the law for a cop to not intervene if another cop is using excessive force. So what do you mean? Like, it, 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 it basically, in this case, I mean, they already got arrested, so I guess it's kind of like that. If any of those other three cops didn't stop, 
Derek Chauvin from killing George Floyd, they're now culpable in, in, in it because they didn't intervene. Oh, I mean, that should have always been the yes, case. Yes, exactly. And that, who's but but the thing is is that who's okay who's who's coming up with this different like city by city because different cities run their police okay departments. so like, right so the cities so this is coming up from higher right it's because these protests are actually working all right let's you're not answering the question okay. who's coming up with this law and who's I don't remember the exact city that was coming up with that but what kind of people are coming up with the law uh, most likely city council city council all right does the mayor have anything to do with this. Uh, the mayor would have to sign it in the law unless there's like a veto-proof majority. Okay. And then what's the chain of command? How how far do you have to go down? Excuse me, from mayor to like chief of police. Well, the mayor oversees the police. Okay, so the mayor oversees the police. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, I think the chief of police can be hired and fired by a mayor. It depends on the city, right? Depends. So on now the you have the chief of police, right? Mm-hmm. But you also have to remember you have things like the FOP. Mm-hmm. Right? Are you familiar with the FOP? Yes. All right, so the Fraternal Order of Police. So my family, we're all FOP. You should have saw the FOP rally today they had in New York. Like, it was... There's an old line by Bill Hicks Mm -hmm. um, called... uh, He he said it about... It was about Christians who kill. It was about, you know, Christians being pro-death penalty. And he's like, it's irony at the base level, but you can get a hoot. You You can find it funny, even though it's the most basic irony... You can still find it funny. You can still find the humor in it. What were they doing? Uh, it was this one guy. I think he was the head of the New York FOP. I'm trying to find the exact quote he said, but it was something about how we are sick and tired of being seen as... Uh, here it is. Um, Stop treating us like animals and thugs <laughs> and start treating us with some respect. <laughs> They've been treated for one week, less than one week, the way they've treated black men, especially, but black people, brown people in general, yeah, for all of American history, for all of American history, and they're holding a press conference to cry about it. Fucking snowflakes! What cuck pussies, <laughs> you simp motherfucker! <laughs> you simp motherfucker! We need we need national police reform. I've been saying these words for years. We need national police. I come from a police family. I know what the fuck they say and do. I know how racist they are. They do not like black people. They do not like black people. I come from a police family. I'm a white dude. Comes from a police family that knows this. I hear this firsthand. Fuck. I would see how fucking racist they are against black people. They don't like black people. White people in Philly hate black people. They fucking hate them. They, they start trying to act like them. They start to mimic them. You'll see white dudes that fucking, they, they're like, they think that it's cool. So they'll still try to mimic them. They'll come up with this fucking weird accent. You know how like back in the day they yeah. would call them wiggers and yes. shit. So a lot of these dudes, they do that, but they still hate black people. And and it, they might even have a couple friends that are black to keep up, but then they're going to vote in Donald Trump. Yeah. They don't care. They don't respect black people. They, they took from their culture. They took, you know. What little bit of culture that black people already have. That's why that's why it's so important to black people, because they don't really have much else. So they have that. And, you know, and then the, these white dudes came and took from them. And it's OK, like for certain, you know, certain times, as long as they're they're respecting, you right. know, as long as they respect it and they're not. I think anybody, like 
that you can you know that's a weird territory to fucking get into when they start talking about culture vultures and stuff like right, that right. but that's not what i'm talking about I'm, I'm talking about like these fucking dudes that are real culture vultures like the ones that that start acting a certain way and you know that that's not their like their real accent mm-hmm. you know that's not how they they're talking one way and then they're calling their grandmother and talking to her another way right it's like that's what i i don't like that phoniness i don't like Oh, you're trying to pay, uh, and this is what you are, you're mimicking a black person. To me, I feel like it's mocking. Right. If, if anything, because it's not your natural fucking accent. Right. It, it seems condescending. Right. To me, it does. I, I understand they're, they're like, like when, when somebody is like, yo, yo, that's my boy, Frank. Yo, what's up, Frank? Yeah, yo, what's good? What's good, Frank? Uh, like, you're, you're mimicking what black people talk like in Philly. Like, right. I, I'm basing this off of a few people that I've heard. Uh huh. And, and then I know that, like, some of them are Trump supporters. Yeah. And it's like, you are a piece of shit. What they would always call devils in disguise. Yeah. So, uh, I think that, is that enough banter? Are we, are we done with the bands? Good. I think we're good, man. It's yeah. it's such a... <sighs> it's crazy times. I, I know it's our third week really getting into that, but it's all, it's what's going on. That, crazy it times. Is, it, is, it is crazy times. Crazy times. It is crazy times. And, and now, uh, I don't know how the NFL is going to survive because um, felt really yeah because apparently trump is not going to buy any more tickets unless unless they stop dividing the country and oh and get, shit uh, yeah it's over all, all those tickets trump was buying to the nfl man he was the only one uh but yeah, anyway this week in murder that's that's the next part were you about to play a, a trumpet with your <laughs> I had to blow my nose and blow my nose it was stuffy yeah it's allergy season yeah it's it's very hot today if you hear a faint hum in the background, it is the air conditioner. It's the air conditioner. We're rocking uh, it. It's we, going to happen. Yeah, we're doing our best to do this, but we don't want to be sweaty. Either. I don't want to fucking be sweaty. I'll be yeah. miserable. Yeah. I, I'm actually upbeat today. I'm peppy. I got I got my chair. Yeah. Got my chair. Fuck, feels good. How's your chair feel for work? Pretty good. For work. Uh, not not as good. The work chair needs improvement. You should definitely invest in a chair. Um, hey, donate to the... Uh, there's a donate link on our uh, anchor page. Donate yeah. to that and to the... The BP Burke Chair Fund. Yeah, uh, donate. Uh, buy us. Buy some shirts. So that way, like, you buy some shirts. We get some of the money because obviously, whoever I have the shirt, I don't even know who I have the shirt through. To be honest, is it Teespring? It's is been it? so long. Uh, maybe it's Teespring. I don't is know. It, uh, Cafe Press. Remember that? Cafe Press. They're Cafe. still around. Really? Yes, they're still around. They actually put out good products now. Do they? Yes. Uh, I bought a, when we did Coat Hanger Alley, I bought a cafe, uh, shirt from them, a Coat Hanger Alley. Do you remember that? Yes. From Cafe Press, like year, what was that? 2002? 2002, yeah. That was, I think they were like the original, like you could make your own. And then merch. Zazzle came later. Zazzle. Zazzle came later. But cafe-, cafe Press was the thing right after the, the thing where you could do like print out the iron on things for your shirt that would go away after like three washes. Yeah. I had, a, I had a Coat Hanger Alley, uh. Shirt it was white. It was a long sleeve. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. I love that shirt. It was great. Yeah, Cafe Press is still around, dude. It's huh. crazy. Uh, but anyway, this week murder. Cafe Press. Cafe Press. Not a sponsor. Suspect announced in thirteen-year-old missing person's case. And and by this point, it's most likely a murder, so that's why it's included. And we never really touched on this, just because it's been a missing persons case, but. Madeline McCann, or Madeline, Madeline, I don't know how, would that be Madeline? M-A-D-E-L-E-I-N-E? Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird spelling, Madeline. Madeline. This, uh, apparently, this episode is about how do we say these names. Yeah. 
It's spelling, uh, my dude. Uh, wouldn't it be great if it was like, it's Madeline McCon. 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 Uh, she was only three years old when she went missing while her family vacationed in Portugal. Oh. Now well, a suspect. She's not going to correct us then. Now a suspect has been named in the disappearance of the English child. Police in England and Germany are now working feverishly to amass evidence against 43-year-old Christian Bruckner, a convicted rapist and child sex offender. Is it Bruckner? Yes. Uh, okay. I, I couldn't copy-paste this because it would mess up the font, but Does the U in, over in Bruckner has the umlaut over it. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to say it's Bruckner. Bruckner. Uh, like Helmut would be <sighs> yeah. with the umlaut. So I believe it is Bruckner. Uh, he is a convicted rapist. And child sex offenders, so I'm not really all that broken up if I did mess up his name. Yeah, but it's not uh, about him. Again, it's, it's, it's about accuracy. It's, yeah. it's accuracy, yeah. And he is also suspected in the disappearances of a six-year-old German boy in 1996 and a five-year-old German girl in 2015. Yo, so this is why I fucking don't like when my kids are not near me. Because mm -hmm. they're away from me. It's like, uh, I get nervous, man. I you know I have I have kids I, I have kids you need this job uh, no it's just like I I feel like like they're here I'm their protector you know right and I'm not near them and I'm not their like I'm not protecting them and it pains me because I shit like that dude makes me sick to my stomach yeah like all these people disappearing hmm. yeah I believe this uh, I believe Madeline McCann uh, I, I got a wrong line of podcasting by the way. So I have the other show idea that's that's supposed to be coming up. Look, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stop right now. Is it gonna happen? I don't know, man. I would love to, but it's just like I just I feel like I don't have the drive for it. I feel like mentally I just don't have the drive. And I'll be completely honest, right? But man, that fucking type of show would be so much better for my for my psyche. Right. <laughs> because the world's a scary, sick fucking place. Mm-hmm. To know that all these like little kids are disappearing and you know putting into sex slavery and child labor and fucking rape and getting murdered and you know fucking whatever else becoming Dallas Cowboys fans like oh. there's there's really bad shit that happens to these fucking kids all over the world. I will never do a case about a kid that becomes a Cowboys fan or a Mackam. No, but like in all honesty, man, shit like that just is like, it's like, I can't imagine that. Like, yeah, I can't imagine that. And, and Bruckner is currently behind bars, but a recent tip has put him at the forefront of these three mysterious disappearances. A witness alleges they had a conversation with Bruckner on Skype in 2013, in which he confessed he would quote like to. Catch something small and use it for days. Uh, a fucking hamster? No. Uh, what? When cautioned that this could be something uh, dangerous to try, Bruckner allegedly responded that he had done it before, and it was easier to escape punishment if, quote, the evidence is destroyed afterwards. And so he's talking about just disposing of the kids. Yes, that, that's exactly what he's talking about. Uh, Bruckner's current prison sentence is in relation to the rape of a 72-year-old American woman, uh, although his lawyers are urging to have him freed, arguing he was illegally extradited from Italy. That's a great reason. To, hey, look, he was look, he raped all these people, but listen, he was illegally extradited, so we should probably just let him go. You know what I mean? Like, we don't need that. Yeah, loophole. Loophole's a yeah. good way to get rid of somebody who probably raped and murdered three children. Former Chargers, Patriots, wide receiver... Uh, is it Rache? Yes. Ah. 
Caldwell shot, killed at 41. Okay. It's actually Donald Caldwell. Roche is his nickname. And okay. he was leaving to go on a date with his girlfriend when the former University of Florida football star was ambushed and shot in the leg and chest. Without confirming Caldwell was a victim, police in Tampa, Florida confirmed that a man was shot in the front yard of his residence this past Saturday evening and that life-saving measures at the scene of the crime were unsuccessful. While no suspects or motives uh, motive were announced, Caldwell's past was littered with run-ins with the law. He was sentenced to 27 months in federal prison and three years probation in 2014 after a charge of drug possession and intent to sell. More recently, he's been in a scandal, I think like 10 or 15, a bunch of former football players got arrested it's like some kind of healthcare fraud scheme. So do you think that these people are going to just get picked off? I don't know. I think it might be something to do maybe with uh, like unrelated. a personal beef. Like, yeah, okay. nobody knows for sure. No arrests have been made. Right. But if I we, think now, it, if we see somebody else from that lawsuit, fucking yeah, they'll be like, hmm. Like I, I, the, the biggest name was Clinton Portis. He's played for I know the Redskins yes. and the Broncos. Yeah. He was the biggest name. Okay. okay. But yeah, a lot of them are. Uh, I never heard of Rache Caldwell. He was with the Patriots a little bit in like the, uh, I think he might have been on the team that beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl. I went to school with a girl named, uh, her last name was Caldwell. There was a guy on the Eagles named Mike Caldwell. No relation that I know of. Uh, Although Rache did have a a brother who was briefly in the NFL. I also went to school with a girl named Rochelle. Was it Rochelle Caldwell? That would have been fucking nifty. So, yeah, that's This Week in Murder. Uh, You know what else is nifty? What's that? Ad breaks. If only we had some ad breaks. Hey, this is Jackson Wells. You know me for murder, my dude, but you may not know that I have a new nostalgia podcast. Talking Back is my new podcast where I'll talk about everything from bikes to trains to, well, you get it. We're going to be talking classic toys, cartoons, wrestling, games, and more. And it's not just me. I'll have a new guest on each week to reminisce about their childhood favorites. Make sure to visit ProjectHumanoid.com to figure out more about guests, the premiere date, and other information. And follow Talking Back Pod on Instagram as well. That's T-A-L-K-I-N-B-A-C-K-P-O-D on Instagram. Whammo. Now how about that? Just like that, we had an ad break. That was amazing. Wow. Who How'd you do it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, just record it. That, that helps. We play it every week. That helps. Yeah. Sitting in our back pocket. You know? Right in the back pocket. The old back pocket. We should probably put it in the front pocket so we don't sit on it. Yeah. So anyway. Anyway. We have our featured story this week of uh, uh, Gianni Versace. 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 And Andrew Cunanan. Cunanan. And this is uh, episode two of our Pride Month special, all kind of LGBT-centric cases here. Yeah. And let's just kind of set the set the stage here. We're going to do a little bit of theater of the mind. Oh, so the stage, there's theater. Yeah, I got my eyes closed. Let's talk about it. I we- see curtains. Weather's getting warmer. They're red, but I think that they should be purple. Let's Let's be honest. It's not a literal theater. It's a theater of the mind. It's a theater of the mind. Well, I have my eyes closed, and I'm imagining it in my mind. Okay. It's so too- why can't I paint a picture? Go ahead. I am. Uh, it's purple. I'm going to guide your picture a little bit. You're going to guide it, it? It's July on Miami Beach. Wait. From- now, the theater is on the beach. No, it's not a real theater. It's like the Jones the- Beach. The like, theater is like a metaphor. York. No, 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 no. 
There's not a literal. I'm painting it in my head, though. In my head, there is. So you're wrong. Okay. Okay. For the for the purposes of this story, it's July on Miami Beach. But so so we've erected a a theater. There is no theater. There is a theater on Miami Beach. There's one now. I'm sure there may be somewhere. In my mind, but in my mind, you're I'm I'm the one painting a picture. Mm -hmm. Well, I I have a beachscape. Okay, and now we have a stage. mm -hmm. Because you you said stage, I have a stage. Theater. All the world's a stage. Uh, no, but but I'm talking about that. We we've built a stage now. We have back area. You're which, taking this far too literally. The back area is weird because it's going into the water. Let's try to keep it. I don't up. know why you would do that. No, we'll have to have, especially since it's an ocean. There's going to be waves. Yeah, you're going to have flooding issues. Yeah, well, we're going to have to build like uh, you know, it has to be high up here. You're going to make a pier, right? I believe. Yeah. Okay. So I right, got it. It's there. All right. So it's July on Miami Beach, and for many, it's what dreams are made of. It's it's paradise. For for Gianni Versace, it's Tuesday. You're right. Versace, the wealthy and famous designer. Yeah, because when you're when you're when you're rich like that, it's just another day. It's great to us because we don't live that lifestyle. Yeah, another day in paradise. Yeah, right? it's they get bored with it. Yeah, it's just another Tuesday. Go ahead. And. uh Versace, the wealthy and famous designer, had left his palatial mansion on Ocean Drive in Miami Beach and took a very regular three-block walk down to one of his favorite spots, the News Cafe at 800 Ocean Drive. It's still there. And the 50-year-old fashion icon would frequently come down to this spot and start his morning with a cup of coffee and a newspaper. So you're saying, like, oh, yeah, it's just it's Tuesday, but he's like us. He's like, okay, I'm just going to go down and get a cup of coffee and a newspaper. Read the newspaper. Did he hang out with his sister, uh, da- uh, Donatella Ra- and Raffaella. I don't believe so. Michelangelo. No, nor Le- Leonardo. Leonardo. That's how people in Philly say Leonardo. Splinter. Splinter. Yeah, Shredder. Isn't Splinter the uh, stuff you put in as an artificial sweetener? It's it's uh, Splenda. Splenda. Okay. So Versace's is doing his thing. It's about it's like eight eight thirty in the in the morning Tuesday Did you morning. Ever see Donatella Versace. She looks like the ride the duck. The ride the duck. Um, and so he's duck boots. It's in the water in the river, lady. Nobody knows what we're talking about. Hoagies in the water. Sally Star fell in the water. So on Ju- uh, July fifteenth, nineteen ninety-seven, which was a Tuesday. Right, that's a, that's a level of. We know that we've got that down that it was a Tuesday. We know that for a fact. We're we're fucking. We're really, really, really solid detectives. So on July 15th, 1997, around 8.45 a.m., mm-hmm. just as he was about to unlock the front gate of his mansion, mm-hmm. Johnny Versace was shot twice in the back of the head and left laying on the front steps of his home. A little more than a half hour later, he was pronounced dead. So he had no idea. I think somebody might have called to him and he was starting to turn when he got shot. I, I don't know the exact... You hear, you read different things. You hear different stories. Well, the, but what I'm saying is, is like there wasn't that panic and fear. No, he wasn't. He didn't know he was being stalked. He, he was know. walking home from just a day, like reading the reading the paper and drinking a cup of coffee. Imagine that. Imagine like you go you go to a local supermarket, right? Mm-hmm. You go for your supermarket run. You pick up some stuff. You know, you pick up some WWF or WWE ice cream bars. Yeah, or whatever they're called, ice cream sandwiches. Um. By the way, have you had one yet? Yes. Have you had two yet? Yes. Hmm. Have you had three yet? No. Well, you can't. Because I ate the other one. Okay. Because I had one earlier, and then I saw that there was one there. And I go, well, he probably had two, and he probably shouldn't have three. So I'm going to eat this. I probably shouldn't have one. But yeah. but 
I neither of us should really have one. It was yeah. it was delicious and it did give me like it was to try it. It was to try it. Yeah. It was like, does this taste anything like the old ice cream bars tasted? No. No. <laughs> no, the answer is no, but it's still tasty. Yeah. It's a tasty treat, but it's good to eat. It's the it do, it did and it didn't give me that like you're old, buying nostalgia if you're already it had that cookie taste but there's so many mm-hmm. cookie sandwiches out there like you can replicate the wwf ice cream bar yeah there was one right next to it that was um it was like some kind of nascar bar or something and it was the same exact thing so it had race car drivers on it and it was chocolate same exact thing as the sandwiches yeah oh i see yeah no what i'm talking about is the wwf one like the from back in the day yeah like you can replicate that mm-hmm. you can replicate it. you just obviously you know it's about the the printing the the faces like right. macho man or hulk hogan or something like that you no know, it also but i bought some uh frozen coconut bars gross yeah so uh imagine you go there to the store then you walk home i i did this today and you're like i'm just gonna eat my fucking frozen coconut bar i can't wait yeah. that was just you getting shot in the back of the head Mm-hmm. I'm gonna eat that. That was the second shot. Mm-hmm. Seems like overkill. What I want to know is how come you fucking said I want to eat that? And you got shot, and you said I want to eat that again after you already got shot in the head. Were you that worried about the coconut bar? You I like. Really, co- I really like coconut. You really bars. like coconut bars. I do. Yeah. Like you can't. I can't overstate how much I like coconut bars. Yeah. Hmm. So. So that that's the uh, that's how that, that's the Johnny Versace story. So uh, that's it. Have a great. No, we have a ways to go. Oh. So that's the that is the end of the story of Johnny Versace, though, because obviously he uh, he didn't make it here. But let's jump back about twenty seven years. This is going to be a long podcast. All right, so a, I'm going to just chill. Twenty seven year podcast. I'm going to take a nap for twenty seven years. No, twenty seven minutes. Andrew Cunanan was born on August 31st, 1969, the fourth and final child of a Filipino-Italian family just outside of San Diego. His older siblings remember him as a fiercely intelligent, he had an IQ of 147 and had memorized encyclopedia entries at the age of 10, and he was also spoiled rotten. The youngest of the Cunanans, Cunanans, I'm going to try to get a uniform uniform pronunciation here, I'm going to go with Cunanan. The youngest of the Cunanans eventually earned the nickname Prince Andrew. Andrew lived in an upscale neighborhood and went to a private school. His classmates named him least likely for be- to be forgotten, and they were right for all the wrong reasons. As a teenager, Andrew, at the time a high school track star, began to grow into his homosexuality, and he was open about it. Not to his family, but to friends, student, fellow students, things like that. Andrew was a regular on the high society party scene at a young age, and that scene was rife with rumors of prostitution. The Philadelphia Inquirer later wrote, At discreet private parties, attended by very wealthy men of a generation and prominence that keeps them in the closet, Andrew Cunanan was a regular. The San Diego gay community can be particularly secretive, even from the inside. Gay military men and women based in San Diego fear their careers will be destroyed if they are discovered, as do wealthy retirees still active in political circles. So remember, when this was happening in uh, Cunanan, would have been like the 70s, and even when the Versace killing was happening in the 90s, you couldn't be in the military and be gay, and be openly gay, I should say. It uh, Before 1993-ish, it was, you couldn't be in the military and be gay, period. And then a- after Bill Clinton came in, into office, it was don't ask, don't tell. 
And if it came out that you were gay, <laughs> you were kicked out of the military. So uh, it, it took a while for us to be like, yeah, if you're gay in the military, that's fine. And in those formative teen years for Cunanan, he also developed his reputation as a teller of tall tales. And that's probably putting it nicely, really. Uh, the actual truth of it all is Andrew Cunanan was a pathological liar. He always aimed to come off as, import as important as possible. He would tell tall tales about his wealth, his family's status, anything he could do to come off as more important than he may have been. And after high school, Andrew moved on to UC San Diego and he majored in American history, but his collegiate time was destined to be cut short. Pete Cunanan, Andrew's father, was about to be indicted on embezzlement charges when he fled to the Philippines and abandoned his family, and he took most of the family's money with him, leaving a his uh, wife and four children to live on a $900 a month naval pension, and even that went away after six months. Andrew dropped out of college, he lived with his father for a bit in the Philippines, but then returned home to live with his mother. And even though he was living with his mother, he was spending more and more time with wealthy older gay men who would lavish him with gifts. Soon after, Mary Ann Shalaki Cunanan, Cunanan, sorry, uh, Andrew's devoutly religious mother, found out about her youngest, most spoiled child's sexual orientation. There was an argument, and for the first time, Andrew flashed a glimpse of uncontrollable rage. Andrew shoved his mother into a wall and dislocated her shoulder. Soon after, he left home and moved in with his best friend, Elizabeth Cote, who lived in the most, one of, one of, I should say, the most prolific gay neighborhoods in the country, the Castro District of San Francisco, which if you're a longtime listener of Murder My Duty, remember the Pride episode from 2019. The Castro District of San Francisco is the same place that Harvey Milk once called home. And as Andrew weaved his way through the San Francisco gay scene, the lying continued. He would say his father was a millionaire in Israel, not a possible white-collar criminal fleeing prosecution in the Philippines. Other times, his dad was modern-day New York royalty from Fifth Avenue. He had several aliases at the time as well. Andrew De Silva, Drew Cunningham, Lieutenant Commander Andy Cummings, and, and a couple others too. He had a lot of, a lot of personas he would trot out there when he was uh, mingling, mingling amongst the, uh, the people in San Francisco. And Andrew also developed a, a very similar reputation for spending money freely, maybe more than he should have. Uh, much of his, like his high school days, he had a series of sugar daddies who kept him living the high life, and he was supplementing that income by dealing drugs on the side. He was also maxing out a lot of his credit cards throughout the 90s, and he bounced around California, Arizona, and other places as he went through his 20s. While the Versace family has denied it, Maureen Orth, a contributing editor of Vanity Fair magazine and the writer of Vulgar Favors, which is seen as the definitive book on this case reported that Andrew Cunanan and Gianni Versace first met in 1990 at the VIP room of Colossus, which was a popular club in San Francisco. Orth interviewed several witnesses and is believed to have come up with the most accurate account of what happened during this meeting. According to the story, Versace, in town to oversee the costume design for a production of the San Francisco Opera at the San Francisco Opera, came into the VIP room of the club with his partner at time, his partner at the time, who was also the choreographer of the of the opera, and the two approached Cunanan, and they asked if he knew, uh, or if Versace had known him from another gathering at Versace's home in Lake Como near the Italy-Switzerland border, and this was something Versace would do every now and then to try to strike up a conversation with a stranger, he would have talked to him, oh, do I know you from 
uh, Lake Como or one of his other homes. And instead of being like, no, 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 Andrew kind of went along with it. Yeah, I, I was there. And the two made some small talk and kind of went about their ways. In 1995, uh, so five years later, Cunanan was telling friends that he had found the love of his life in the form of David Madsen, a Minneapolis architect that Andrew had met during one of Madsen's trips to San Francisco. Madsen, for his part, did not share that level of infatuation with Andrew. In fact, David found Andrew to be suspicious, kind of shady. Uh, by all accounts, he just didn't really trust him. He thought there was something up there. And ultimately, uh, Andrew may have either been the odd one out in the love triangle, or at the very least, he may have felt that way. And the third element in that love triangle was a guy named Jeff Trail. Jeff Trail was a very close friend of Cunanan's. At some point, they were probably best friends. And Jeff had taken a job in the propane business in Minneapolis in November of 96. And Cunanan may have suspected that there was something between Jeff Trail and David Madsen. And it might have been a jealousy thing where he thought they were like talking about him. There, there may have been a thing there. And and losing a friend came at a bad time for Cunanan. He had just gotten out of a relationship with a wealthy 70-something boyfriend who was essentially a sugar daddy. Uh, he was not only back to selling drugs, but there's a lot of rumor that he was getting high on his own supply. I uh, just want to let you know that uh, I am also a sugar daddy. Are you? I have kids and diabetes. All right. Very good. Thank you. Should be an insulin daddy instead. Yeah, I should probably work on that. Yeah, might help. And some people even suspect that Andrew had contracted the HIV virus. He just started out of nowhere asking a lot of questions about it. Somebody overheard him talking about if he found the person that had infected him, he was going to kill them or something like that. Uh, but it's a lot of hearsay. It's a lot of hearsay. And we'll get into that a little bit more later. In late April of 1997, Andrew announced to friends that he was heading to Minneapolis to handle some business matters with Jeff Trail. The night of his going away dinner in San Francisco, he didn't pick up the tab. And that was very uncharacteristic for Andrew. Andrew relished uh, picking up the tab. He always loved to be high society. He was one of the, he was like peacocking basically. He always wanted to be the guy that that paid the bill, that looked like he was high society. He, a lot of people think he wanted to live like Johnny Versace lived, and that might have been something that that made things lead to where they were, or where they went, I should say. But we're not quite there yet. This is April of 1997. So after somebody else picks up the tab for the going away dinner. Kunanen's his financial state was so bad that he actually had to get an emergency extension on his credit card limit to be able to afford to fly to Minneapolis to meet with Jeff Trail. And, uh, and once he was there, he had to basically couch surf. He stayed with David Madsen his first night in town, April 25th. On the 26th, Andrew stayed in Jeff Trail's vacant apartment. Jeff and his boyfriend at the time, a man named John Hackett, were away. Um, I believe John may have been graduating from college or had gone away to college. He was a little bit younger. He was 21. And uh, so Andrew stayed at their vacant apartment and left before they came back the next evening. Evening, And lot, not long after returning on the night of the 27th, Jeff Trail went to David Madsen's apartment to speak with Andrew. And that would have been the launching point of one of the most infamous killing sprees of the last probably half century. And we'll explore it more after this. Have you heard about the snarkremark.shop? Well, if you've listened to this podcast before, then of course you have. But let me tell you again. The Snark Remark is an Etsy shop offering buttons, lapel pins, magnets, vinyl decals, and more. 
The most popular item is the custom lapel pin with your face on it for $9.99. They even have digital protest signs you could download and print yourself in minutes. Well, who was in charge of such a fine establishment, you may ask? Well, that would be my pal Tate. She's been my go-to artist for years. She's reliable, easy to work with, and has a five-star average on Etsy to back it up. Add promo code MMD10 for an additional 10% off. The snarkremark.shop. Give snark, get laughs. Hey, Anthony here from Tornado Tag Podcast. We cover everything from WWE, NXT, AEW, and also cover the local scene with shows like Outbreak, PPW, and much more. Tune in every Friday for news, our take on local shows, and a weekly topic. Search IWEP Network. That's IWEP Network on YouTube or your favorite podcast or music app. We'll see you then. Until then, support local wrestling. On April 29th, some of David Madsen's co-workers grew worried when their colleague was absent from work. Two of them decided to stop by Madsen's apartment after work, and they were horrified to find a bloody mess. Police were called and found the body rolled up in a carpet. The victim was later identified as Jeff Trail, and he had been bludgeoned to death with a blunt object later determined to be a hammer. Suspicion soon after fell on David Madsen himself. He was gone, the victim was a known associate, and Madsen's own apartment was the scene of the crime. A witness in the apartment building reported seeing Madsen and a man matching the description, the description of Andrew Cunanan on April 28th. Another witness saw Madsen and that same man walking Madsen's Dalmatian and the, mor- the morning trail's body was discovered. A neighbor reported hearing an argument on the night of the 27th. Someone shouting, get the fuck out, followed by thumping against the wall for just under a minute. With all this combined, David Madsen was considered the prime suspect by police, and there was even a sighting of Madsen and the mystery man, who we know was suspected to be Andrew Cunanan and actually was. They were found on May 2nd eating lunch at a bar a little, about 50, 55 miles north of Minneapolis. 58 miles, I should say. The next morning, 58 miles north of Minneapolis, David Madsen's body was found in a patch of tall grass along the shores of Lake Rush, shot in the head and back. The wounds were from a 40 caliber Taurus P100 semi-automatic, a model of gun identical to the one missing from Jeff Trail's apartment. The same apartment Andrew Cunanan had stayed at about a week before. The next victim was in Chicago and was much older than the first two. Lee Miglin, a 72-year-old man from Chicago, a real estate developer, was found absolutely brutalized. Miglin had his hands, feet, and head bound with duct tape. He had been stabbed nearly two dozen times with a screwdriver and had been killed with a hacksaw, which was used to slit his throat. His car was stolen, and the Miglin family reasoned that that stolen car was the motivation for the attack. However, investigators felt that the severity of the attack indicated that some sort of previous relationship between killer and victim was present. It was also an indicator that Cunanan was involved, as he had a history of an interest in S&M which was growing, it seemed, if he would, as they would talk to his friends. That interest in, in rougher and rougher and rougher S&M was growing as he got closer to this going off the deep end that's happening now. Cunanan was now headed east, and the 1994 green Lexus LS owned by Miglin uh, was his vehicle of choice now. He had left David Madsen's red Jeep parked near the scene of Miglin's murder. The Lexus was equipped with a car phone, which pinged on in rural Pennsylvania, and then again in Philadelphia, and then again in New Jersey. 
<clears throat> the weirdest thing about this is like I remember all this shit. Yeah, I remember this being like a big thing on the news. No, not knowing like, oh my god, this dude's coming near us. Yeah. Yeah, like it was like, oh wow, what's he doing here? Like, because it was it, this is when it became a big thing. This this became like a huge, huge, huge story at the time, and yeah. it's still well known. It's still very well known. But yeah, he was he came through Philly, he came through New Jersey, and as a matter of fact, victim number four would be killed in Pennsville Township, New Jersey, in Salem County, which is like north west Jersey, like north central west Jersey. <laughs> I'm, I'm just throwing all the directions in there. Yeah. Besides Sal. And uh, and, and the, the victim here was ambushed. Uh, Cunanan ambushed William Reese, a 45-year-old cemetery caretaker in his office, shooting him in the head with Jeff Trail's gun. There was no torture present here, and police believed that the robbery would be the motive. Specifically, Cunanan took Reese's red Chevy pickup. So he's just switching vehicles to try to keep himself from being caught. Like he, I guess he figures he's most vulnerable... When he's traveling, when he's on the highway, and that the best thing he could do is to ditch a car when it gets too hot. And, like, we remember hearing it on the news. I'm sure he's keeping an ear out. He's got KYW News Radio 1060 on. So, he's probably... I like how you said it was everything but South, and it is South. Oh, is it South Jersey? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, it's like, basically near Claymont, Delaware. Oh, wow. That's very South Jersey. I'm wrong. Yeah. Okay. It's that, it's that, like... You don't know anybody in that part of Jersey. Yeah, Jersey. it's near the uh, the Delaware Memorial Bridge, I would guess. Then lower. Oh wow, yeah, very yeah, that's very South Jersey. Lower, yeah. Okay, well, I stand corrected. My geography, in New Jersey, is shoddy. Yeah, it's it's really it's in a part of it's in a part of Jersey that's like Carney's Point Township. Yeah, it's across from Newcastle, Delaware. Oh, okay. like I mean, like right across from Newcastle, Delaware. Uh, what bridge? What bridge would that be? Uh, the oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's it's like right by the Delaware. It's right under, like below. Okay. The Delaware Memorial Bridge. I I think I went over that bridge one time in my life, or twice. Because when I lived in Delaware, we went to Wildwood. I think we went over that bridge. But anyway, uh, geography lesson over. Uh, Andrew Cunanan was on his way to Miami, where true infamy awaited. Despite not going too far out of his way to conceal himself, Cunanan was actually able to stay in Miami for over two months without being found. Police were looking for the stolen Chevy, which Cunanan kept off the road and stashed in a parking garage. And while they're looking for this truck, they wound up missing some golden opportunities to nab Andrew, who by mid-June was now on the FBI's 10 most wanted list in the summer of 97. Police believe that Andrew made an unsuccessful attempt to score a forged passport to leave the country somewhere in this time while he was holed up in Miami. So he was trying to flee. Maybe he was trying to flee to the Philippines. Who knows? I, and I guess it would all depend on who has a, a treaty of extradition. And brazenly at this time, Cunanan even pawned stolen goods using his own name, which is they should have got him right then and there. And that was on July 7th. That was so that was eight days before Versace was killed. He's using his own name to pawn stuff. Police usually check that stuff. Nowadays, I think it's computerized, so they definitely would have keyed, keyed in on it, that one of the FBI's 10 most wanted criminals just tried to pawn things under his real name. But here, they uh, they kind of let it slip under their nose. And on uh, the 14th, on July 14th, Cunanan was running out of money, and it's the evening of him 
about to commit one of the most heinous crimes that people can remember, one of the most infamous crimes, at least. So that night, he skips out on this $29 a night hotel room without paying his final bill. And Andrew, who was either using his old Andy De Silva alias or something very close to it, was kind of out in the wind again. He he tried talking with a local travel agency. It didn't really go anywhere. Really, by all evidence, he was out of money at this point. He was out of money. He he had one last person he wanted to take out. So the next morning, Gianni Versace was killed. Going right back to the beginning of this. Police combed the area. They found the red Chevy nearby from New Jersey. They found Kanan's clothes in it. They found clippings of news articles related to recent killings. It was clear that he was their suspect, their prime suspect in Versace's killing. Andrew's father disagreed, though. Uh, so he, he stuck by his son. Andrew's father told the media, quote, My son is not like that. He had a Catholic upbringing. He was an altar boy. Well, case closed. Couldn't have been him, right? He was raised Catholic. Couldn't, couldn't be Andrew. He was an altar boy. But obviously that's not the case here. On July 23rd, eight days after Versace's killing, a caretaker at a nearby marina in Miami Beach reported seeing a strange man trespassing in the area, and the caretaker confronted the man who fired a gunshot at him before retreating into a nearby houseboat. The houseboat was owned by a man named Torsten Reinick, a health club and spa owner that hadn't been around since the preceding December. The description given to police by the caretaker was very similar to Andrew Cunanan, and police surrounded the boat. And this part I remember vividly, like seeing it on like CNN or something like that, like the police surrounding the boat, like the helicopter shots and everything. Right. I think I may have actually been in the boat in the on the Jersey Shore. I might have been in Wildwood when this was happening. I remember going to Wildwood that summer, and I might have this might have been on like in the motel while we were uh, on vacation. I I do remember it. I remember I remember being like real scary, like because you're like wait. What? Johnny Versace got killed. Because Versace was big, you know, with like mm-hmm. Biggie would wear Versace yeah. glasses, like, you know, the rapper's word. And uh, now this dude's dead. Yeah. He just got shot. Like, what? And at this point, this is obviously like <laughs> about a week, eight days later, to be exact, after Versace's death, a standoff ensued. A standoff ensued with police pleading to the man to exit the boat. Then escalating all the way up to firing tear gas at the vessel. Police seem to love their tear gas. And that night, a bit after 8 p.m., police heard a popping sound, very much like a gunshot. And then they didn't hear anything else, really. Police eventually breached the houseboat and found Andrew Cunanan dead of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. The weapon was the same gun, once owned by Jeff Trail, stolen most likely while Cunanan was crashing in his apartment. That was used to kill David Madsen, William Reese, the cemetery caretaker, and Gianni Versace. Same murder weapon that Kunana used to kill himself. And Kunana's motive was never clearly defined. The HIV theory was prevalent at the time that he, kind of like our story last week, where Kunana found out he had HIV and he went nuts. But an autopsy found Kunana to be HIV negative. Jealousy over Trails and Madsen's possible relationship may have been a cause, but that doesn't explain the other murders. The true motive went to the grave with Andrew. And uh, as uh, as weird as it sounds, later in 1997, the houseboat, which had been uh, where Cunetta had died, which had been purchased by a uh, an Italian film production company, wound up sinking. 
And the Cunanan story has seen its share of film and TV adaptations. The most recent one was uh, American Crime Story, like the, the spinoff of American Horror Story. Yeah, uh, that's that's the one where uh, Donatella Versace would, like was freaking out about it. Like she was really pissed. Oh, because they use the uh, they use the actual steps. Oh wow! Uh, and recreated the the murder scene. Oh wow! And she was really, really, really fucking upset that they did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was a spinoff of the one. Like the first season they did that was O.J. Simpson, and this one was Cunan and. It's kind of like a, an offshoot of American Horror Story. Same guy, Ryan Murphy, did both. And Ryan Murphy also did Glee. And Darren Chris, who was a star on Glee, pl- Glee played Cunanan. He, uh, Ryan Murphy also did that show Scream Queens that you liked, yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah, And Johnny Versace's Old Mansion, where they did film it, uh, now called Via Casa Casarena, is a 10-suite hotel. And not only do they apparently allow people to film there, but as of February 18, a night in Versace's old bedroom, now called the Via Suite, ran for $1,799. Oh, wow. So, and it's right there at the heart of Miami Beach. Like, there's, it's right on Oceanside. So it was a palatial, palatial place. But yeah, that's the story. Uh, this is a more famous one. Uh, next week, we're probably going to do a more famous one, too. I think we're going to be doing Eileen Warnos. Never heard of him. Uh, remember the movie Monster with <laughs> Charlize never, Theron? I've never heard of him. Yeah. I, okay. I know, I, I know yeah, what you're talking about. Yeah. That, that's her. That, that's, that's who it's about. And uh, that'll probably be what we're doing next week. And then I haven't really decided yet what we're going to do for the fourth and final uh, Pride episode. So we did a lot of them last year. We did like three Fate and one. Fedor Emelianenko. Huh? Pride. Not that kind of pride. Mm. Gay pride. So yeah, that's our story. And... I guess there's only one thing left to do. Try to pack up and, uh... Nip! It's time for another game of Who Died the Worst. That's right, everybody. It's Who Died the Worst, America's favorite game. It's not Who Died the Funniest. It's not Who Died the First. The name of the game is Who Died the Horse. By the way, I polled America, mm-hmm. and they said it's not their favorite game. Oh, well, it is their favorite game. Plinko. Plinko. I yeah. love Plinko. Do you know you can buy or rent inflatable Plinko? Really? Yeah, it's like a... No, that a- sounds fun. Yeah, it's a thing where you, I guess you blow it up like a, like an inflatable, like a bouncy house or anything like that. But it's Plinko. And it does sound like fun. It sounds amazing. Yeah, you should do that. We should. Rent, we should uh, I don't think it would fit in my backyard. We should do. No, how about we rent it for the street? Have, have a, a block, block party. party. Yeah, and rent a b- bouncy house. I I always thought we should have invested in a bouncy Maybe house. Maybe not and... this block. This block doesn't seem like a party block. Why? I don't know. It's all like hilly. You do Plinko? Our, our street? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Be cool for like a... They used to do a thing here called the... the you know what? They they have... You know what? The, out in front of where the uh, coffee shop is. Yeah. It's kind of flat there. Do a block party there. That'd be cool. I mean, they they they, they, they block Plinko. off that, that street anyway all the time for... They rent they rent that part of the street for... Uh, like when they do like block of art or they do... Um, I always call it block of fart. Block of fart. Yeah. <laughs> I made that joke with your kids once because we saw the banner and they thought it was the funniest thing they'd ever oh, heard. Oh, their kids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Or then when they, they do the car show thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the car cruise. No, not the car cruise. Uh, they were just doing some car oh, show. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Apparently, there's going to be a thing this weekend where they're doing, like, because uh, there's a bus station by us, and there's a big parking lot on the other side of it, and they're doing a big thing, like the Chamber of Commerce is doing it, where there's going to be, like, ice cream and a food truck and all this stuff. I guess it's the, Sounds uh, good. The Get COVID-19 Festival. Yeah. They really... That's why I think... I think that all these things should be open only to people that deny it. Right. So they can all go and get it. Well, it, all, it kind of is because I think people who are a little more wary of it aren't going to go. Right. Absolutely. But, but then they can know somebody that did go and they get sick from them. So it yeah. kind of sucks. Yeah. What can you do? There's no perfect world. So they know that it exists. They're just they're bored. So they and they're itching for money. They want they want to recoup some of the money they lost from being shut down. Right. So anyway, we uh we're doing who died the worst. Who died the worst. Let's do it. Let's get on with it. And I'm gonna give Jackson Wells here three deaths. He's gonna tell Let's me get which down of these to three. it, BP. I'm gonna get down to it right now. I'm gonna, you're gonna tell me which of these three died the worst. Yeah. Now a um, little bit of a theme here. That's what we do every week. Little little bit of a theme. A little bit of a theme. This, these are all... Um, I'm rocking back and forth. These are all alcohol-related deaths. All right. These are all to do with the uh, overconsumption of, uh, of is, the drink. Is Edgar Allan Poe one of them? No. Hmm. No. You missed your mark, buddy. Because it's a little... Well, that's more of a cooping-related thing, wasn't it? Is that the one you believe? Like, he was cooped and then... Well, got... I believe it was cooping, but I mean, yeah. you know, there was always the thing that he was an alcoholic. Right. Yeah. He's a writer, so you have a good chance. Death number one. Death number one was a man named John Hutcherson. John Hutcherson. Uh, actually, he's not the death here. I do apologize. He was he's a driver. He's a driver. He's a drunk driver. And uh, the death here is his friend, who I believe was also drunk, named Francis Brom. Brom, B-R-O-H-M. Uh, John Hutcherson was driving drunk while Francis was hanging out the passenger window. Okay. As drunks like to do. Do stupid drunk go, he thinks he's a police officer. I'm yes. a swan. And because John Hutcherson was drunk, he ran off the road and he sideswiped a support wire for a telephone pole. You know, those like really thick wires that would be like dug into the, de- the ground. Okay. Uh, like almost like a steel wire. He sideswiped one of those and he was going so fast that that wire decapitated Francis Brom. Took his head clean off. Clean off. Hutcherson is so drunk that he drives another 12 miles back to his home in Atlanta. With his body. With a headless body next to him. Parks in his driveway. Goes to bed. And a neighbor found the body parked in the driveway. Because he didn't go in a garage. He was in a driveway. A neighbor found the headless body still in the truck the next morning. That's death number one. Death number one is you're drunk and you're driving with a drunk guy. You got your head out the window, and you get clipped by a a telephone cable support wire, and or takes telephone head, pole support wire. Takes your head clean off. Takes your head clean off, and then wait a minute. And the guy's name is Brom. Yeah, he's a headless. A- and he was headless. He's a headless passenger. Yeah. Mm. Death number two. No, no. Why is that funny? Because of Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. His name was Brom. Brom Bones. Yes. And he dressed as. The Headless Horseman. The Headless Horseman. Yes. Uh-huh. And that driver's name in the story was Ichabod Crane. No, it was John Hutcherson. Close enough. Not close at all. Death number two. 
Death number two takes us to France. France. Uh, Rouen. Rouen, France. Or Ruin, as you, you would say if you're not putting on an awful French accent. And so this is the story. I don't have the name of this guy. He was a 47-year-old man who was battling alcoholism. And his mother was trying to help. And the way his mother tried to help was he locked the 47 year, her 47-year-old son in his room to prevent him from going out and further intoxicating That's himself. called kidnapping. Yes. But uh, this guy had a plan to escape. Well, he should because he was being kidnapped. Yes. He, uh, he, I guess he wanted to lower himself down like he was going down a rope of some sort. But the only thing he could find. This reminds me of like when they, uh, you know, you had like Abin Costello meets like the Wolfman or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, any classic Wolfman story where he has to be locked away. Like, oh, you just need to lock me up for the night. You know? Right. Because he's going to he's going to turn into the fucking Wolfman. So he wants to be. Put in a jail cell or something. Right. So yeah, like mom, an American werewolf in London or something like that's that. That's what the yeah. mom's trying to do in this case. But but guess what, lady? It's called kidnapping. Yeah. So to escape from this kidnapping, uh, this gentleman tried to think of something because he's on the ninth story. He tried to think of something he could use to kind of use as almost like a rope to tether himself to and lower himself down to go out and imbibe in whatever he wants to imbibe in. He wound up picking an Ethernet cable. Doesn't sound like it's going to support him. It didn't. Okay. Uh, it snapped. All right. And he fell from the ninth story, and he passed. He would have went. <laughs> would have been better off just using the Wi-Fi. Yeah, he could just cut a float. Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. There you go. That's brilliant. It's a joke. It's a great one. Thank you. Death number three mm. is a man from Texas. Okay. Uh, the only thing I have here is Michael is his first name. It's probably Calvin's Might be fan. a pseudonym. Might be. Maybe he's a Texas fan. This is from 2004. I don't know if the Texans were around yet. So probably a Cowboys fan. So he liked the drink, but he liked the he didn't drink his drink. He liked alcohol. He didn't like to drink alcohol. What? He was a fan of putting uh, it in his butt. Yes. Okay. Not right, even he, he. According to his wife, he was just plain addicted to enemas. Just in right. general. Yeah, I, I've heard of these enema things before. Yeah, you get fucked up, but you don't actually drink it. Yeah, and so, and apparently, uh, I guess there is a a theory that the rectal cavity absorbs alcohol better than the rest of the body, too. Yeah, so our stomachs and our and our rectum apparently have uh, taste buds. Oh, okay. So kind of like that. That's what I've. That's what I've heard. And it absorbs things. Uh, I don't know why your rectum would. I understand why your stomach would. But why the fuck would your rectum have, like, taste buds? But that's what I've always heard. I could be wrong about that, but that's what I've heard. And so what this gentleman did was he inserted two one-and-a-half-liter bottles of sherry into... Was it scary? Scary sherry? No, I think it was Sensational Sherry. Oh, it was Sensational. Okay. Or, or Sister Sherry. Okay, well, that's Or weird. Sensuous Sherry. Oh, I don't remember that one. Do I? That uh, that was when she first went to WCW. Oh, that's Before right. she was with Harlem Heat, when she was with, like, Flair yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So, basically, what this resulted in was uh, this gentleman having a blood alcohol level of 0.47, which is, uh, in his case, in a lot of cases, when it gets that high, fatal. So we'll reset the table here. Death number one is a guy riding passenger in the car, gets his head lopped off, and his friend just leaves him in their car overnight. Didn't even realize he was there. 
Or maybe he did. Who knows? Death number two is you're being held by your mother, being kidnapped, and you try to rappel down the side of your apartment building with an Ethernet cable. Death number three is booze up the butt, and you die of alcohol poisoning. Now, let's go back to death number two. So, was it just a splat? Like, how did it... I don't know. I didn't get a, I didn't get so, a okay, detail so on how I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'm gonna just, real quick, mm-hmm. death number one is the winner. Okay. He's That's the winner. You got your head fucking cut off by a wire. It's probably quick, though. It's probably quick, but it's still, like, you... It's, it's who died the worst. You fucking get your head cut off. Yeah. And it's gruesome. I think your body's just sitting there in a car. Yeah, for they 12. always say, like, that your head can kind of still see, like, because that's why pe- they want to, like, turn people's heads around course, so they can see their bodies. Of course they can, because your fucking brain still... Yeah. You still have a little bit of time. Your brain doesn't just, all of a sudden, your brain doesn't just stop working right away. Yeah. You still have some time, yeah. So this drunk-ass dude's like, what the fuck is going on? And it, like, starts losing oxygen and all kinds of shit, and just, you know, the brain starts to shut down, you know? Like, that's a weird fucking thing. Where do your thoughts go? Yeah, this is things I think of that keep me up at night. Where do your thoughts go? Yeah. And energy. Energy can't be created and can't be destroyed. It just gets consumed. Like, it's exhaust out your ears, I guess. That last breath, that's the exhaust of your brain. I hate when people start bringing up, like, ghosts are real because energy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Death number one. Because death number two, like, I don't know what happened. I don't know about the splat. Death number two would have been mine. How, How bad of a splat was it, though? I don't know. We don't know. Why was that? Why was it? That's not. Why is that the worst? That's not a worst. Because the other two people were drunk when it happened. So we're talking about the worst death, though. Right. We're not talking about. We're not talking about like causation. We're not talking I, about. No, I, and I think I think death is scarier when you're sober, and it's especially scary when you're so desperate for that drink. Yeah, but but it's scary to us because we're not the one. Ex- they're all bad. They all die. Yeah. They, they all end in one way. Death. Yes. So. So it's about it's about what's gruesome. It should be about the most impactful, the most disturbing, the most gory, okay. the most whatever. So that's what I'm saying. Like I don't know the details for two. Did he splatter into a million pieces? Did he like when he fell? Did he just like hit his head on the ground? That was it. Why is that worse than somebody getting their head cut off? It's not. I think it's also the suspense of falling. I'm just, I'll give you my opinion, but you are the arbiter. And death yeah. number one is the winner. Death number one is the winner. Yeah, because I don't have all the details for death number two. I want to know, like, you know, what it was like for him falling. Maybe it was peaceful. Maybe he just, maybe he did the rowboat. Yeah. Maybe. Somebody's got to do the rowboat. Maybe he did the rowboat. If, on, if on I the ever down. find out I have a terminal illness, I might do the rowboat. You're just going to jump and do the rowboat? Yeah. I think I might do, I might jump out of a plane and do the rowboat instead of the plane Dude, my shoe. that would be fucking badass. And try to <laughs> land on a Cowboys fan. You'll do the... <laughs> just land in cowboy stadium yeah during a game yeah during a game now they don't have a dome anywhere they have that little hole it would have been harder try, even try before <laughs> they had that little hole in texas stadium you could try to like squeeze through and land on fucking emmett smith yeah but anyway anyway we do have social media folks it's I, I it's, heard about it's that. murder my dude in yeah. most places uh yeah, Facebook, except for it's, texas it's not murder yeah, my dude it's it's murder this, this is what we do all the time my dude yeah uh no it's it's podcast my dude on facebook but twitter and instagram and all those fun places it, it's murder my dude right uh you can find our shop on projecthumanoid.com buy a shirt buy some other merchandise completely updated by the way really no oh shit hasn't been since november oh wow yeah well then yeah my hopes up there for a second but there's still a shop there just ignore everything else and go right to the shop and go to the shop buy a shirt and buy a shirt buy some cool merch yeah. Buy a, buy a hat buy if it's available. Buy milk. I don't think they have milk there. We don't have milk? Uh, no. We don't have murder my milk? No. 
milk my dude murder my mood no murder, yeah you just murdered my mood yeah i bet i did well good the, the show's almost over anyway okay and thank you for listening uh oh, you're tell, welcome tell a friend if you're Telephone. if you're wrestler telegraph don't telegraph tell a person tell a person it okay. doesn't have to be a wrestler it could be any type, kind of person it could be a wrestler too i'm sure there's wrestlers that are into the whole true crime thing and um yeah let them know uh rate us well if you enjoy the show a five-star rating goes a long way it's greatly appreciated on whatever fine podcast service you're listening to five-star uh, frog splash apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify a good rating would be much appreciated spotify spotify and unless you have anything else jackson else, i think it's time no to, uh, i think uh I, I think that that's a wrap for this week um uh, shout outs shout outs to my peoples on meet me uh, super dave and kitty and uh ash and all my uh, my homies my byp basos y pesos that's my crew um shout out to uh, uh to anthony uh blackwell um from uh, uh iwep yeah, you heard a uh, ad earlier in this episode for Tornado Tag Podcast. Yeah, shout so. out, shout out to uh, my homie. You can Nate. hear me on that weekly, and and yeah. Jacksonville sparingly. Yeah, well, uh, I think uh, there might be a special guest this fucking Ooh. Thursday. We'll see, maybe. We'll see, maybe. And we'll also see you next week with more murder, my dudes. Say, I said dudes that time. Said dudes. I have something for the shop. So you can rent a night in Versace's old bedroom for $1,799. I'm going to offer the people that are listening the opportunity to rent my bedroom for $1,799. $17,000? $17,99. A night.